is does he have me? Not do I have him, because if I have him, that benefits me. But if he has me, that benefits everybody. You can say, if he has you, that benefits everybody that you come in contact with. And so, we've been talking the last little bit about this, because God's really been landing on my heart. We want to see the move of God. We want to see the Spirit of God to move. But He has to have us first. Amen? If He ain't got us, we don't move. We don't listen to Him. We don't do what He tells us to do if He don't have us. And so that's kind of what the Lord's taken to this place. Uh, you know, we've, we've talked about that that we won't be able to do things that, we'll be able to do things that are supernatural. And what I mean by that is if you don't normally tell people about Jesus or you don't normally are able to stand up and teach, you're not normally able to stand up and sing. Maybe you got a beautiful voice in the kitchen when you're cooking or in the shower when you're cleaning up or going down the road, but to get up and to lead people in a place of worship, that takes the power of the Holy Spirit to happen. Otherwise, it, you won't do it. And so that's what I'm talking about, that he takes us to another level if we let him. Everybody has a ministry. And so we won't do these things, but I guess the question now is, you guys got the video ready? Let's watch this real quick to get started. Can you hear me now? Good. Can you hear me now? How do you build America's Good. largest wireless network? Can you hear me now? Good. By never being satisfied. Can you hear me now? Good. Until no matter where you go. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Your call goes through. Can you hear me now? Good. Verizon Wireless. We never stop working for you. Everybody remember that commercial? And we're not talking about Verizon this morning. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. And he's asking that very question to you and me. Can you hear me now? That's the difference in defeat, and that's the difference in victory. That's the difference in people getting saved and people not. That's the difference in people receiving healing and people not. Can you hear me now? That's the question that he's asking to us. Fifteen times this phrase appears in the Bible. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Well, we all got ears, don't we? So he's asking us, if you have an ear... Hear what the Spirit says. You see, we don't need just another hard, <clears throat> get-down sermon. Neither do we need another, oh, let's feel good sermon. You know, three points in a poem in 15 minutes so we can go to Cracker Barrel. We don't need another one of those. What we need is what the Spirit is saying to the church. More specifically, you need what the Spirit is saying to you. I need what the Spirit is saying to me. And that comes to good listening. John 16 and 13. However, when He, who's He? He tells us right here in the next one. When He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He, he hears, He will speak. And He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. Who's me? Jesus. Because these words are in red in the Bible, so He said them. 
for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Now you get the picture there, right? The Holy Spirit only does one thing, and that is to declare what the Lord tells him to declare. He will not testify of nobody else. He ain't here to make you or me or anybody else look good. What he is here to do is to make Jesus glorified. And what he will do is clarify what God has given him. And Acts 2 and 4 says, And they were filled with the, with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now that word utterance comes from the word of apothingomi, which is to mean to clearly to say, to utter a clear sound, to proclaim, to speak, or to enunciate plainly, or to declare. You see, it's very, very important that we clearly hear what the Lord says to us. Otherwise, it's the wrong way. This is orange, guys. I need need to borrow this just for a minute because I want to get the point across. Remember, can you hear me now? We will only repeat what he gives us if he's the one that's in charge. If he, is at, if he has us, we hear what he says. Now, you do the best you can. Now, here's what we're going to do just to make this plain so everybody can get it and be clear as mud. Just for the sake of doing this, I'm not trying to be sacrilegious, I'm going to play the part of the Holy Spirit. And Brother Danny's going to play the part of the Spirit-filled believer. All right, whatever I say, I want you to repeat as best you can. You ready? Onion. Onion. Onion hasero. Onion hasero. Anybody know what he said? There's one guy in here that does. And he's Korean. What he said was, hello. Onion is like me and Danny saying hello. Onion Haseyo is like me coming to Mr. Hensley and saying hello. It's a respect thing. So it's added to it. But he couldn't say that unless I gave it to him. Understand? Remember, they were speaking in tongues, but these people were understanding what they said. There were about 13 different dialects there according to what the book of Acts says, and they heard what they were saying, and the only way these guys could do it unless they heard it from somewhere. So the only way that we can do that is we got to hear it from him. Okay? Let's try this one. Hola, como estas? Hola, como estas? What did I say? Yeah, that's pretty good. There's two other people that get it, maybe some more. I know Charlie Namadis does. She taught me that last night. It's hello, how are you? Okay, so that's Spanish. Now, if I said namaste. Namaste. What's that? No idea. That's hello in India or Nepal, particularly in Nepal. I mean, they get into it. If you say namaste, you kind of bow. It's a respect thing. It's a respectful hello. Okay. We're going to get a little tougher because we're going to have to break this one up, okay, because this is another phrase that I learned. I wanted to learn it. Okay, let me, let me think of it. <laughs> Bless, your 
Guten Morgen. Guten Morgen. Es ist. Es ist. Gut. Gut. Zu sehen. Zu sehen. What did I say? Something in German. It was German. <laughs> and Sister Bridget, every Sunday morning when she's here, I wanted to learn that. The Holy Spirit gave that to me. He didn't give it to me. I got it off the internet and listened to it for about two hours till I got it right. Because I wanted her to really feel welcome. That's what God gave me to do. So every Sunday morning, that's what I do. But it's good morning. It's good to see you. Now, had we been preaching this morning and the Lord had a word and we're sitting in a multiple t- multi- multitude of people, He can use us in that kind of way. Right? And we should have an interpreter to let us know because that way everybody knows what's being said. So whenever I was in Paraguay six weeks ago, I had the wonderful opportunity of getting to preach twice. And one night, Mrs. Scruggs back there, she was my interpreter because when I was talking, those people didn't get it at all. But once she translated, now we had some word coming in and we were all blessed. You see how God does work? So, we can have and we can speak this. Now, i got one more, and this one is a hard one. So you get ready. You ready? <coughs> Clear your throat. I love you, Jesus, and I want you to come into my heart and save me. I love you, Jesus, and I want you to come into my heart and save me. And that one is in English. That's the hardest one of all for this crowd. Amen? You answer this question for yourself. Since I've been teaching this message, since I've talked about the rewards, what are we supposed to be doing? You answer this question for yourself. How many people have you told about Jesus this week? This last month? This last two months? You know why? It don't have anything to do with being able to speak in tongues. What it has to do is being able to have that boldness to proclaim. Now, you might come across somebody that's Korean, and I believe in all my heart that whenever that time comes, that I could be preaching right now, and I could say a word in Korean that would maybe if David had some friends here and they they didn't speak any English, and the word could go to them, it would quicken them in their spirit, they had heard something that they need, and David would be able to interpret, or I would be able to interpret what was said. You see, we got to be able to hear before we can say we got to hear what the Spirit is saying. He's saying, can you hear me now? It's very important, very important that we hear Him. Now, we look at being Spirit-filled and we talk about speaking in tongues. I'm not taking away from that, but what I am saying is there are more to being Spirit-filled than just speaking in tongues. There are more gifts of the Spirit, which is written in the Bible, so we can't do away with them, amen? Because if that's all that it is, we've got this much, like an iceberg. This is what's above the water, and this is what's below. We haven't tapped into the full potential that God wants to use in our lives to be able to interpret the tongues, to be able to lay on them hands and to bring healing to be able to have knowledge and wisdom, what He gives us. That's what He gives us. To be able to prophesy. You know what that means? That don't mean that I can tell you a tornado's happening next Tuesday. It might. 
But what it is, is if I'm preaching this morning, maybe you have talked about something or wondered about something, and the Lord will reveal it to you today. You'll think I was sitting in your living room. But that's not how it works. And by the way, he can use whoever he wants. It don't just have to be the preacher. See, we have to be able to hear what the Spirit is saying. We have to listen. I want to take you to another, another angle on this. In order to hear, if there's a lot of noise, see, I like to study and have time, and I play the music, and I do that. I like to have that time sometimes when I pray, but sometimes I like for it to be quiet. Because when it's quiet, there are no distractions. When it's quiet, it's just me and the Lord. If anything happens, it's happening inside this, this gourd right here rather than something else or anything else. Cut the phone off, cut it all off, and just wait on the Lord. And let Him feed us and give us what we need. 1 Kings 19 and 9. The Lord speaks to Elijah is what this is. And there he went into a cave and spent the night in, the, in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came, came to him. And he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? That's the Lord talking. So he said, I have been very zealous of the Lord, for the Lord, of, Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, tore down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Then he said, who's the he? The Spirit of the Lord. Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire... A still, small voice. And he could have went out and preached the earthquake message. But that was not what God wanted. He wasn't in that. He could have went out and preached the fire message. But that wasn't the message. He could have went out and preached the wind message. But that wasn't the message. The Lord was there. But that's not what the Lord was giving him. The Lord was talking to him in a still, small voice. And you can finish reading that to find out what he told him. The point is, is he had to listen to the still, small voice. Sometimes we can't hear it through all the noise. And there's a lot of noise in this world, ain't there? Don't it just get us sometimes and we can't hear and we just don't know? The right message was in the still, small voice. And you know what? You've heard that voice too. Guarantee you. Try, try some of these. Your conscience. You ever hear that? Your conscience. That's that still, small voice. Especially if it's godly things, if it's coming from God. Your gut. You ever said, oh, I just had a gut feeling. Come to find out that gut feeling was right. It happened. My mind told me. Or this one, after the fact. You always hear, well, I just knew. I just knew. And you know that you knew. You said it, but you just felt it in your spirit, but you didn't know exactly everything. But when it came about, you just knew. Or the old Magnum P.I. one, the little voice. Anybody ever watch Magnum P.I. back in the day? 
Somebody, he always, my little voice told me that his little voice was always telling him something. Or something told me. That's what we say. Something told me. I just felt this. Well, you see, if you can hear what God is saying, if you can hear me now, he's saying, I can show up in that broken part of the marriage. If you can hear me now, I can fix that relationship with a friend. If you can hear me now, I can show you where the, though that's a good friend, that's a bad friend. If you can hear me now, this is a good place, that's a bad place. You ever been somewhere and just something in your heart just said to me, you don't belong here. That's the Spirit of the Lord. You know the voice. But then what do we do with it? You don't belong here. This is not it. You know, the Holy Spirit will come up and He'll say, you know what, don't you say that. Don't act like that. Because we don't act like that. Now, you might have did that before we became partners but now I'm in you where you go, I go, the things you're, I'm into, and we don't do that. That's what he does. It's called conviction. It's called conviction. At some point in time, we've got to let conviction and let the Holy Spirit do what he came to do. We can't change it because God changes not. He's done gave us what we need, and that's where we have these things. That's how that it, it comes in. You know, That's what the Holy Spirit does. We don't go there. In Psalms 46 and 10, be still and know that I am God. We have to be still and know who He is. In the midst of trouble, the Spirit can lead us. Can you hear me now is what He's saying. You know, some messages that I've preached have been decent, I think. Some of you have said they was. Some of you ain't, ain't never said nothing in five years. So I don't know. Some of you have made it very plain you didn't like it. But I can promise you, every time I've gotten this pulpit, I've talked to the Lord. And if there's a problem or a good thing, you take it up with Him. Because that's what I'm doing here. Because if I'm playing, if I'm trying to be uh, uh, working out for a job interview, you know, you, you're not going to make all the bosses happy. Some boss ain't going to like you. Therefore, you've got to follow the Lord. You have to follow the Lord. Your spouse may say, no, we're not going over there and speaking to those people. But the Holy Ghost said, no, I want you to go. What do you do? Are you a pleaser of man or are you a pleaser of God? And you keep, keep take, taking that voice and letting that voice go away and not listening, pretty, pretty soon you don't hear it. Pretty soon you don't hear it at all. Because it's about what I want to do. You see... And all those times that I've had those messages, you know, I've done them and like, oh, this is going to be great. And all of a sudden I get in here and it's like it's nothing. And I was so excited and it was nothing. A few weeks ago somebody came and said, man, thank you for that word. That was for me. It wasn't two seconds later. Somebody said, I didn't care much for it. Where'd you get that at? Well, I talked to God. Take, take it up with him. But I'll tell you something. Here's the way it works. You've got to listen to the Lord because what does the Lord tell you? Sundays are coming. It don't matter what happens today. If the Lord tarries, Sunday's coming. Now, I'll tell you what will happen on Monday morning. I'll get to talking to the Lord about it and I'll be saying, all right, what are we doing this week? What are we going to preach this week? What do you want this week? 
and I can't hear him because I'm still thinking about this. And the Holy Spirit, you know what he says about every Monday? Go ahead and lick your wounds, clot fast, because Sunday's coming. We've got to move on. And so that's what you do. I preached the message in Paraguay, and while I was working, and all these little wedges, y'all remember the wedges message? Yeah. Well, they got it first, but they got different than what you got. I'm on the airplane coming back. Well, the Lord gave that to me, and I pre And then I'm on the airplane coming back, and it's, you know, it's quiet. It's dark outside, dark inside the cabin, and we're on the way coming back, and I look back and see how Charlie's doing, and Charlie's sitting there, and I don't know if he's alive, dead, sleep, praying, or what. He's, his mouth's not open, just, he's just still. And Amadis is sitting beside him. She's got her head laid over on his shoulder, big puddle of drool on his shoulder. She's been out a while. Ryan, he's back there sitting beside them. This little kid had a bag this big, and he must have had 200 pounds of chocolate in it because the whole week he's pulling chocolate out. Him and Amadis, they, they've become like thieves, you know. They're thick as thieves. He's digging in that. Sweetie's snoozing. Megan, she's kind of in and out, looking out. looking. And I'm like, Lord, what's coming Sunday? It's good and quiet. And he said, wedges. And I'm thinking, what? I just did that. That can't be right. I've never preached the same message. That can't be right. And in that still, small voice, he said, yes, that's what I want. But it's going to be different. You just follow me. I did and you got it that still small voice happened to 30,000 feet when it was quiet because we got to be still and know that he's God I would say no it's not to be the same thing but he had a couple purposes for that maybe he's not done because some wedges are still sitting at my house I don't know maybe it's a right matter for I don't know what he's doing but I trust in him you want to hear the voice of God, here's the secret. You've got to start walking with Him. Not just on Sunday morning. We've got to walk with Him every day. Adam and him in, in Genesis chapter 3, they was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, right? They'd already ate from the, 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 the fruit. And they heard God walking in the garden. And they went and hid. Then the next verse says, And the Lord called out to Adam and said, Where are you? Don't tell me the Lord don't speak to His people because the Bible says He changes not. We can still hear from Him if we will listen. You know, you got to take and make that appointment with the Lord. If it's 6 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock at night, it don't matter. Make that appointment time to meet up with the Lord and have a conversation. Have some prayer time. Have your Bible with you. Not just to the place that maybe you're reading through Galatians or something, but have your Bible with you so the Lord can talk and He can speak to us. How many of you believe that He will do that? If you believe it, you'll do it. If you don't believe it, you're skeptical. You don't know. But I'm telling you, you can hear from the Lord. These guys did it in the, in the New Testament in the early church. They were hearing from the Lord. Some of the stuff they did is beyond our belief. They had to have some other power going on. 
The same people that ran and hid when Jesus was arrested are now showing up in the same place and proclaiming the gospel. And people are being healed. And people are being delivered. Why? It's because of what the Holy Spirit did. It's because He had them. And they could hear Him. That's how it works. You know, you, you have your list. I mean, we get the prayer requests and the things like that. And we have the list. And I go to the Lord with the list. But I don't spend all my time. If he's got 30 minutes there, if we got a 30-minute meeting, then I don't need to spend 29 of it giving him the list. Because he knows the list. He heard it Sunday night. He might have heard it when somebody made a phone call and a prayer went in. And we didn't hear the answer yet. And so we get the list. Here's my advice to you. When you get to the list, just remember, he already knows what you have need of. He heard the list yesterday. He remembers it. He heard it last week. He remembers it. So when you get to the list, get it over with. And then listen. Listen. And the Spirit might give you a scripture that's going to put you to where that is real to you in your situation. That's how we hear from God. But you've got to walk with Him. You've got to walk with Him. Amen. Whew. Before long, you'll be looking forward to that meeting. Let me tell you what that prayer time does. I'm going to share a little testimony. I know we're late, but this is good, I think. Y'all like it? You want me to stop? Let's go. Let's keep going. We prayed for Sister Joanne whenever she had her heart issues and they did this scan on her and done the, the uh, uh, you know, the, the stuff they run in and they checked and they said she had 100% blockage but yet they found out that her body had grown an artery around this other one and now it's not. They couldn't see. I mean, she's still got some, but God answered a prayer. Now before I was a believer I, that kind of stuff went in this here and out there and I was like yeah sure right. But I know we prayed and I know that God showed up. Why? Because we listened to the prompting of the Spirit to pray. We had to listen to what He had to say to us. And we don't just talk to Him but we have to listen. Let Him talk. Remember that word in John 16 and 13? However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will, he will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak of His own authority. He's going to speak on Jesus' authority. He, has no, he doesn't have a horse in the game, so to speak, except what the Lord has to say. That's all He's going to give. And He can help us in the place of our finances. He can help us in raising of our children. He can help us in finding friends. But we have to listen. And tell me, let me tell you, every time when you listen, he ain't always going to be coming over and patting us on the back saying, good job. Sometimes he's going to say, oh, we, we got some fixing to do. We have to be ready to have that. We got to be ready to take in what he gives to us. And one more scripture and then we'll be done, okay? Mark 4 and 24. Then he said to them, take heed what you hear. You see that part? Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. For whoever has to him, more will be given. But whoever has not, does not have. 
even what he has will be taken away. Now, this ain't talking about stuff. The TV guys that want you to send your checks in so that Jesus can bless you use this scripture to talk about stuff and things. If stuff and things is what's on our mind, that ain't right because what he's talking about is what you hear. What you hear. If we take in what he gives us and we use what he gives us, then he gives more. You become the conduit in which God can work through. But if you're not doing it, then he takes away even what you have. Dangerous place to be. It's not about the stuff. It's about, can you hear me now? I want to leave you with these final points. Faith comes by hearing, but hearing by the word of God. If you want to hear the voice of God, when you're hearing this, just remember this. The voice of God never conflicts with the Word. He'll never tell you to do something that goes against what's in the Word. There's nothing inside the Word on this page and go over ten pages that changes what's here and here. The problem is, is right here or right here because His Word is always right and it won't contradict itself. It is always accompanied by the, the voice of God is accompanied by peace in our hearts. You ever had this peace come over you and something that you're like, I just don't know, man. Whenever I started pastoring, I left a career close to retirement. Sold a house that was paid for and bought one that wouldn't. But I had peace in my heart because I prayed. And the devil likes to throw that at me sometimes. Some of them Monday mornings, I'm like, you stupid idiot, what did you do? You had a place paid for. But the Lord comes back and says, hey, I got this. You're doing what I've asked you to do. Don't you trust me or not? Don't you trust me? Oh, yeah, I trust you. Well, then act like it. Quit thinking like that. Get it out of your head. And you get peace in your heart again, and then Monday, Sundays are coming. The Word of God will be confirmed or repeated. We'll hear what he has to say. I heard it this morning in the singing that the scripture that Jesse and them they shared. That to me that spoke to my heart this morning. The word of God or the voice of God can come through any source he chooses. It could be the guy sitting at the restaurant table over here. You don't know if he's a believer or not, but you had a prayer and the Holy Spirit gave you the answer through maybe a conversation you overheard. He can use whatever he chooses. You remember Balaam and the donkey? He can get it done. He's, he's like that. His word will linger with us, meaning we'll contemplate on it. We'll hang on to it. In the rough times, we go back to what he gave us to keep strength, to stay into his presence. That's where the Holy Spirit takes us. We have to be able to hear that when he gives it to us. His word cannot be manipulated. We can't make it be what we want it to be. It says what it says. It is what it is. Amen. Thank God for that. Don't we know so many people that we wish they had a yes be yes and a no be no and the Bible is exactly that because sometimes you don't know how to act. You get around different ones and you're like, okay, how are they today? No, with God, He's the same today, yesterday, and forever. Amen? And His Word is revealing. They're going to play a song and we're going to pray this morning. But the Holy Spirit is asking you one question. Can you hear me now? You got the choice to rush to the restaurant and be the first guy to get the fried chicken 
or you got the choice to receive of something that's life-changing today. That's why he gave me this message. Because he wants you to be able to hear him now and tomorrow and the next day. He does answer prayers. Charlie and Amadis, look at them. These two guys are together. One from the left coast, one from the right coast. Not right as in it's right and yours is wrong, but one's left and one's right if you look at the map. But look what he did. And in order for that to happen, somebody had to have their ear tuned to God. Amen? That's another example for us. God works. Amen? Did you get fed this morning? Did you get anything out of this? I, need, I don't want applause. I want to know, did you get something? Because that lets me know, yeah, I did hear from him. Because he wants every one of us to hear him every moment, every step of the way. He knows what tomorrow holds. He knows who's getting elected next November already. Because he sees the beginning to the end. And he can guide us through what we're going through. Can y'all play that song? And if you want to come and pray, and you say, man, I want to hear from the Lord even more. Or maybe you've been there and I've never heard from the Lord. It can start today. I invite you to come forward and let us pray with you. So that we can hear him. I'm finding my